0: Of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we are striving to mainly put new music in front of you and encourage you to interact with it however you see fit. If you like something, buy it, go see a band, support the band in uh, whatever way feels natural to you. We're not trying to be tastemakers, professional critics, or make objective value judgments here, just a couple of dummies in a basement. Keep that in mind when you listen to the show. The format of the show is very simple as well. Everything is listener-submitted. We have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice and randomly select between 5 and 7 bands per episode to listen to. That's all there is to it. Demo podcast at gmail.com is how you can send music to us. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of the submission. Uh if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. And if you want to call in, it's 260 222 8341 I got a couple of quick quick little shout-outs and then nothing else in, in uh in regards to preamble this uh episode. I wanted to shout out Super Crush. Took my girl to go see him for uh, her birthday weekend. She had never been to Chicago before, so we got some food. We went to the Galloping Ghost, which I would highly recommend. It's also in the west suburbs, so if, like me, you don't actually like going into the city, you can basically avoid it entirely and spend $25. Bucks. Uh you will want a whole day there. We spent about five hours, and it wasn't enough to even crack the surface. In fact, if you can not go in for it, just book a hotel and spend two days there because it's more games than you could ever imagine existing in one place. It's truly uh, an incredible arcade, and I'm glad I finally got to check it out. Super Crush was really, really fucking good. Um, I've been a fan of that band for a long time now, basically since they dropped their first single Uh, Mark has played in many a great band, uh, notably for fans of this show because it's the most to everybody's taste, most likely Night Prowler. But he was also in Go It Alone. He was in Devotion. He played in Black Breath. The man has a long list of bona fides, all notable, um, and was a super nice dude who I know listens to the show, and we talked about that a little bit, which is always nice. We kind of talked about the weird uh, sort of – parasocial relationship and like strange rapport that you have with somebody who you don't know because I've listened to hundreds of hours of his music over the years since I was a literal kid and he's listened to hundreds of hours of me talking on a podcast. We're like, man, I feel like I know you, you know, for separate reasons, but... We've just chatted on the internet. We've never actually met. So, I've had I had a couple weird uh, interactions like that this weekend. You're shaking your head in the it's negative. Just, it's just a weird fucking thing. It man. is weird. I
1: feel no no connection and no association with any of the people whose podcasts I
0: enjoy or the yeah. music that they play. Yeah. Again. You're, uh, (laughs) it's just so fucking weird. you're You're not a normal guy. You know what I mean? Most people, most people, when they just hear somebody speak for a long time, you just, uh, you know, you answer their questions in your head. You interact with the conversations that they're having in your own way. Like, no, that's a stupid opinion. What the fuck? And those conversations in your head, just by nature of how the human brain works, forms neural sort of landscapes that create, real or imagined some sort of parasocial relationship in your brain. I think you're making that shit up. I'm not making that shit up. That sounds like talking to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not making that shit up. Most most everybody does that. (laughs) Most everyone does that. Not you, though. (laughs) Um, So anyway, yeah, shout out to Mark. Super Crush was great. A band that Um, if it were 1975 would, would genuinely be playing stadiums, but we exist in 2023. So they're playing VFW halls in the West suburbs of Chicago instead. Uh, similarly shout out to, uh, Fed Ash and Hallucination Realized who we, both of us went Mm -hmm. to see last night, both great sets. I gotta say I was particularly floored by Fed Ash's set. I've heard the recordings and I thought they were pretty good. Uh, live is a totally different experience. Drummer, truly insane, a three-piece drummer, guitarist, standalone vocalist, which sometimes can uh, be kind of annoying or just not really work, Uh, but it was such a wall of sound, and the Mm. drums are so propulsive and unceasing that everything about it worked. I was really, really impressed by that set. Really fucking impressed by it. Yeah. I think I think live it was I, I was pretty blown away because it's pretty
1: minimalist. Yeah. Not only in, in in not only in its it's I guess it's uh our, you know, the arrangement of the sure. folks in the band, but just the presentation itself is very minimalist. Yeah, 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 for sure. But um it looked painful on both ends. That's yeah. what I said. I like it when shit like that is unrelenting and sort of uh
0: there, there's an element of pain for both the giver and the receiver. For sure. That that's a band who I would say if you're on the fence fence about grind and similar stuff, uh, they're a band that's so exemplary that I would encourage you to go catch them if you can, and I think you're gonna have a good time no matter what your persuasions are in relation to grind music. It's one of those bands that just like so exemplify what they're doing uh, that it would be very hard to not enjoy watching that set from Mm. a pure just like technical achievement standpoint. the The drumming was truly next level, like the kind of performance that you see a handful of times in your lifetime the kind of drummer you see a handful of times in your lifetime kind of shit you know yeah. what i mean yeah they were super so really good um and beyond that that's that's i, I don't really have anything else and like the
1: name the name didn't make any sense to me until somebody actually said it correctly yeah because i kept hearing people say fed ash no, but it's fed as the ash. federal ash and i'm like what no, fucking no. high-minded concept bullshit is this no no, no. some obtuse name like fed ash no and like, you've like oh, it's fed, fed ash, ash. Yeah. yes exactly Right. Yeah.
0: Yes. Like you've been fed ash. Yeah. Um, all those folks stayed at my house last night. I was already friends with with Tyler and Tim, who do Kings of Punk podcast and their other band, Leaking Head. But uh, everybody's super super kind people. Very nice, easy to get along with. Great house guests. Uh, fun chats endorse the two were fun fully. chats fun fun chats <laughs> not fun shats yeah no, no uh no i had one of those before i popped on over here yeah but no no shats just chats okay uh you got anything
1: Man, electric chair is the best hardcore vanity. Oh, I've seen yeah, this that's year. right.
0: We haven't talked about that yet, huh? Uh, so, yeah, we saw electric chair and golpe up in Gary. Mm-hmm. We willingly drove to Gary. Yeah, It was great. It was great. I, again, I think for the same reason that I really enjoyed going to Galloping Ghost and seeing Super Crushes, I didn't really have to go into Chicago proper. We mm. also really didn't have to go into Gary proper. It was just kind of like you pop off the exit. It's right there. It's right and, there. Anything, it's a Miller Beach.
1: Anything that makes access convenient, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. That's the big thing, right? For sure. Um, so, yeah,
1: it. Uh, Fucking venue is sick. Venue is very sick,
0: right? Seems like they got a cool and seems pretty like, healthy
1: scene there. It seems like they got something good going on up there. For sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, Golpe was f- fucking awesome, but Golpe was very good. Man, Electric Chair was fucking nuts.
0: Yeah, truly. Again, you talk about stuff that you're gonna see few times in your life. Electric chair was a next level sort of performance that's very hard to to verbalize. I think you just gotta kind of gotta witness it. The thing that I said to you was like a band having that sort of stage presence and also sounding as tight as they did. You 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 don't stumble over that. I right. think those guys probably right. practice but a fucking. Yeah, lot. playing as fast and loose as they do. Yeah, but keeping it as tight as they did. Yeah, yeah. for sure, man. Uh, really, really good. I also noted to you that um, the guitarist wearing like a cutoff sleeve cause for alarm shirt and playing a pointy guitar explains a lot about like where that, where their particular musical perspective like uh, sits on the spectrum. You know mm. what I mean? I was like, ah, okay. I actually understand like a lot more about this band now just by looking at that dude, like the dude who's writing these riffs. Right. Um, it makes a lot of sense because it's equal parts poison idea And shit like fucking Crumb Suckers and like mid-80s New York hardcore. Like, that stuff is super in there. Mm -hmm. Like, they're the kind of guys that when they write the mosh parts in the songs, it's not like the accidental mosh part that other hardcore punk bands like stumble over. They're very clearly writing like some New York hardcore inspired mosh parts meets, you know, Cock Rock meets Poison Idea. Their influences are like clearly very well curated and they know very much what they're doing and their performance was like truly off the chain. I wouldn't say just the best hardcore band that I've seen this year. Probably the best hardcore band I've seen in a really long time.
1: Yeah, they were really fucking
0: good. Yeah. Um, It was almost depressing. Like yeah how, for sure. how fucking good they were yeah cuz it was one of those things where it's like i i feel good about the bands that i play in but i'm never going to feel that good about yeah. them. It. <laughs> it's like there's no fucking i don't i don't have this the the raw talent to reach that level right you know? or or or, or the what, dedication. What, whatever level of dedication and discipline sure. there is yeah yeah exactly i don't i don't have quite that that level i can get to a level of like yeah no, that's pretty good but i can't, i don't know if i'm ever going to get to a level of anything where someone's like wow, that was the best version of that I've seen this decade, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very fucking good. That's another one that if you can go catch that tour, um, please, please do. You will not. I really don't even know. Is it done? It might it might still have a few dates Who left. Who the fuck knows? If not, you know, go catch Electric Chair whenever you get the chance next. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, anything else?
1: No, not really. I've been, uh, it's been a busy week for me, but none of it is worth mentioning or in good taste to mention. <laughs>
0: Sure. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah, sure. I think that's, I think that's a good judgment call, actually. In that case, let's just uh, jump into the queue then. So first up, we have got Crucify. This is a submission from Ryan. Um, This is their 2023 demo. Um, So this is, I mentioned this kid uh, on the show back when it happened, but this kid, Olin Martin, who I knew just a little bit. He passed um, a couple years ago. I met him in person. I had known him on the internet a little bit, and I met him in person when I went out for the Convulse uh, anniversary weekend. And really nice kid, uh, passed away a little while ago. This band evidently uh, involves two of his younger siblings. So Ryan, who sent it in, was just like, you know, Olin was a sick kid, everybody has nothing but good things to say about him, myself included. And it's cool to like see his younger siblings kind of like carrying the mm. torch and, and doing the hardcore thing. So I haven't listened to this yet. He said, it's not necessarily normally to his taste, but it's just a cool thing to see. Um, then we have got as Shara with their demo. This, uh, is a band, a metalcore band that, uh, I'm not sure where they're based out of. I know the, the label of is out of Connecticut. Um, this was sent to him by Tom and, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about it if we land on it. We've had some other Afira stuff on the show, uh, like we had Bal- Balmora and stuff, and I actually listened to another demo um, that just came out, or another uh, EP that just came out on this label like today, um, and I have I have a lot of thoughts. Um, then we've got uh, Bazaliel. Bazaliel. Um, this was sent in by uh, my buddy Shelby. Um who said it's some younger folks from California taking influence from some quote questionable sources? Which, looking at the cover and like looking at the names, I can name the source right right away. Right, yeah. a lot of Grand key Key influence right. going on here. Right, All right. Um, but it looks pretty cool. And if Shelby sent it in, I have to imagine it's probably pretty Racist. good. <laughs> well that too. <laughs> yes, yes, sure. It's probably racist and also pretty good. Uh then we have got rifle with under two flags. We had rifle on the show. Um I don't know if it was earlier this year, like early this year or late yeah, last year. I think it year. was late last year. Maybe late last year. Really, really fucking good band. This is their new 7-inch. It was sent in by Brody. I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, I can I can reckon that it's probably going to rock. Mm-hmm. Then we have got uh, Malokarpatin with uh, Vertumnus Caesar or Kaisar. Uh, this is a band from Slovakia. It was sent in by Clifford, who says uh, it's like some... Some contemporary black metal with, like, Slavic folk influence? What are you laughing at? What you looking at? The band photos are fucking right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the capes so on if and we shit? Talk, yeah, we yeah, 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 yeah. That's sick. Very, very good. Um, then we have got Dust Collector with their demo. Uh, this was sent in by uh, a, different, a different Ryan who sent in Crucify who said this is an L.A. band who takes a lot of influence from uh, Japanese punk stuff like Confuse and the Swankies. Then we have got uh, Shipwreck Carpathos with Being Human. So this was sent in by David, who plays in this band. Um, Our friend Aaron Miller also recently joined this band, I think, on bass. My understanding of this is it's like, it's instrumental, like, kind of post-rocky stuff. I helped edit uh, a writing project that was associated with this. It's like a concept piece. It seems everything about it is like way, way, way outside my area of interest. And, and, if th- it's, and if it's that far outside of yours, yeah, it's way, it's it's probably beyond your comprehension. Either. Yeah. Um, so I think what David, am I supposed to form a parasocial relationship with this <laughs> fucking band? So, so I think that David is aware of that, but uh, nonetheless chose to send it our way. So salute. hey, get it out there. Salute, David. Then we have got Longings with Dreams in Red. This was submitted a while back, um, but it didn't make it into the show, and uh, I guess the full record has released in the interim. Um, This was sent in by Cole, said that it's uh, some Massachusetts-based post-punk shit. Then we have got Dune Mirror with Crucifix Wound. This is a project out of Washington. It was sent in by Eric. It's some uh, raw black metal stuff. And then last up, we have got The New Pig City. Uh, it's untitled or self-titled. It was sent in by D, who plays in this band, who said that uh, he's a big fan of the show. So thanks, D. Um, I know this is out on To Live a Lie, and I've seen some people big up in this, but I haven't gotten around to listen to it yet. So let's roll the dice, see what's up first. All right. Eight. All right. Eight is Longings with Dreams in Red, the Amherst, Massachusetts post-punk band. Um... Expensive Graves is the song that was recommended to us, and as it so happens, it's also the first track on here. I got no thoughts about this just uh, by looking at it, so let's just let the music speak for itself. We're going to listen to Expensive Graves by Longings off of Dreams in Red. was Expensive Graves by Longings off of Dreams in Red. So before uh, I get into talking about the music, I'll just make a note of the personnel here. So it, it notably features Will Killingsworth, Willie Killey, Wilk Chamberlain, often, often mentioned on the show. Um, it also feel features uh, Cole uh, Lanier, Lanier uh, who plays in Highball uh, with mm-hmm. Shane, who we released. Um, Will also plays with Shane in uh, Dimension, and it looks like Megan Minier, um also played in Ampere, which is another very good older Will Killingsworth band. So it seems like everybody here is well acquainted with one another, have played in various other yeah. projects with each other, and you can tell it's a very tight unit. They get done exactly what they set out to do, and there are a couple just minor tweaks to the sort of cold and distant post-punk formula that I think helped keep this interesting, felt anthemic, very driving, kept the energy up the whole way. When it got just a a tad bit heavier than you might expect it to on the chorus, I think that that worked really, really well. Everything about this was super well executed, and even though shit like this isn't catching my ear in the way that it would have maybe four years ago, I thought that this was still an exemplary... um, version of what they were trying to do it's the right time of music for this time of year it's the right time of year for this type of music whatever yeah
1: yes yeah, so you, you, you flip the two you flip no, the two it's words the right time of music for this time of year it's right kind of music for this uh, time of year. okay so <laughs> you said you did you flipped some <laughs> right words thing, whatever. okay but yeah yeah for sure yeah right it's uh cold it's bleak yeah 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 right kind of driving you want to put sure. it on and drive through the fucking the 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 increasing brown muddiness of rural Indiana. Sure, yeah. While you contemplate, uh, you know, inserting a uh, cylindrical tube into your mouth, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Because of uh, the the bleakness of this fucking state in the wintertime, no doubt. Uh, and then longings pulls you out of that, right? Yeah. Like no. Yeah. Right? I got oh.
0: something to live for. Hey,
1: how do I want to put my brains over this farmer's field for? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. Listen to listen to these great sounds emanating from my speakers. That's right. Nah, yeah.
1: it was fucking sick. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, uh w- there's not much to say, uh you know, you kind of summed it up. They these folks know what they're doing. They've been around, right? Yeah. A little bit of death rock in this, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For Um, sure.
0: Particularly in, like, the swagger with which the vocals were delivered.
1: And this band, looking it up, has been around for a grip. It looks like it's maybe an on-again, off-again sort of thing. They released something in 2013.
0: I think Will's got a lot of projects that are kind of on-again, off-again because the man is uh, admittedly a very busy record producer type. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: So I might go back and check out some of this earlier stuff because I wasn't completely unfamiliar with it. Yeah. Um, See what this sounds like. Yeah. See what it sounds like, uh, you know, from fucking 10, ten years. ago. Yeah, ten years ago for sure. Right. Yeah, right? exactly. But yeah, this is pretty sick. I can't say it's the sickest thing I've heard that sounds like this. Sure, but it's perfectly
0: adequate. Yeah, it gets real, the job done. It's real good, real right? good, man. Um, all right, what's next? Eight again. Okay. I also I think that uh, I think Cole from this band actually shot us a text message, so that's a timely inclusion. So oh, okay. Okay. So this is Dune Mirror with Crucifix Wound, a project from Washington. In the picture, it's uh, just one chainmail-clad individual, so I got to assume that this is a uh, is a solo project. Um, this was sent in by let's see by Eric, uh, who recommended the title track on this. Uh, So we're going to listen to Crucifix Wound off the record of the same name by Dune (laughs) Mirror. That was Crucifix Wound off of the record of the same name by Dune I liked it a lot. It, yeah. ro- it it rocked. That was pitch perfect. You know, second wave black metal that uh, never got too up its own ass. Didn't linger too long in anything. All the riffs were played the appropriate amount of times. wasn't too overlong. wasn't too overwrought. Uh, ripped by the book. Yeah, by the book. But it got it got it emphasized all the correct components. Yeah. If you put this on
1: i'm never i'm I'm never going to tell you to turn it off no right yeah i might not recognize this compared to some other band that sounds exactly the same absolutely right sure but i'm not going to tell you to turn it
0: off no and again it's a fitting time of the year to listen to this kind of stuff yeah as soon as the weather starts changing uh i i bring out the old classics the tried and true stuff um from you know the uh scandy second wave black metal scene and many of its ilk bred, you know, in the generations uh, following its uh, following its uh, its birth. So this is uh, this will probably go this will probably go on at the shop tomorrow when I'm hanging out and doing nothing for five or six hours and getting paid for it. Dune, mirror. Yeah. What do you think that means? I don't know.
1: Mirror means angry. Sure. Right. Yeah. Like angry, uh, raging, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Dune.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Can mere be used as a noun or only as a, an adjective? Well, according to
1: the internet, it just says uh, it says that uh, mere means furious, raging, mad, and angry. Okay, makes okay. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I can find no other definition for Dune.
0: Yeah, yeah. It seems here. Um, oh, okay. So it also it says uh, an obsolete version of mere. Okay, sure. It could be like an old English spelling being nothing more than, you know, the classic. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I really I really don't know. Uh it's not for our small minds to decipher, you know, the, the esoteric dalliances <laughs> no. of the black metal solo no. artists, you know well, as
1: they sit alone and, and, and polish their swords. Yeah, exactly. Right. Sitting alone, polishing their sword, yeah. Recording black metal.
0: It's not for me to know. Who knows? <laughs> right. Yeah. Who knows who knows the mind of this dark figure. Yeah, but know? this is this is pretty sick. Yeah. Um
1: yeah, it's a it's a full nine nine songs. For sure. Probably checking out after 9. Yeah, for sure. 9 is a, right. is a good. That's amount. my portion size for this. No doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I might go th- then go for something just a little more up its own ass or you know, a little more production or a little yeah.
0: more feral. Yeah, exactly. You uh, know. Yeah, 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 for sure. But this is real good. Yeah. I'll definitely put it on tomorrow. I'm in, I'm in the mood for this sort of thing right now. Uh, what's next? Next. 5. Okay. My dog is
1: so my dog attacked the neighbor's dog? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you told me about that. Yeah. <laughs> there's a right. real commotion. Right. I'm just going to. So my dog attacked the neighbor's dog. Yeah. Didn't hurt it. He sure. got hurt. Yeah. But it it, it riled up some bloodlust in him. Oh, sure, sure. And he's been extra rowdy these past, like, week and a half. Yeah. I mean, extra rowdy, looking out the windows, barking at everything. Yeah. Real quick to react to anything he hears outside.
0: Sure. It's a real pain in the ass. I bet you have a dog who is
1: it's entire existence is a pain in the ass. <laughs> I mean, he's he he's he hasn't been like bad, sure. "Quote unquote, quote unquote," right? Right, yeah. he's just been extra fucking rowdy. Sure. So now he knows a dog that he can kill lives next door. The only the only reason he didn't was because he got a mouthful of like jacket and harness. Right. He didn't actually get his teeth into the dog. Sure, thank goodness. Thank
0: goodness, because otherwise you'd be dealing with a whole different. We probably problem. wouldn't even be recording. Right? I, I, I was going to say, be dealing with I was whatever shit. Is. I bet we wouldn't That be, right? we wouldn't be recording. I might have to bring on guest co for to, a couple. We, weeks. we might have to take a couple weeks off. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: But um, yeah, he got a fucking mouthful of dog coat and uh, got his fucking piss and vinegar up. So yeah. now he's just been. Mr. fucking big shit, prancing around the house, looking out the window, giving everybody shit. Sure,
0: yeah, that sounds like him. All right, so now we've got uh, Malo Carpatin with Vertumnus Caesar. This is the band from Slovakia. I have a feeling we're going to get... Uh, a different variety of black metal. We're going to get a different variety of black metal here, exactly. So the song that was suggested to us was the sixth song, uh, and it was suggested because he said it was the only one he could even get close to pronouncing. Uh, Maharal A Golem. So we're going to okay. listen to Maharal A Golem by Malo Carpatin off of Vertumnus Caesar. Well, the third track says Vertumnus Caesar. It's the title track. Well, that's, that's true, too, but... Nonetheless, that's the one that was recommended to us. So we're going to listen to the Maharal E. Golem. Zolva sì interi un ballo, e stai milioni a O cantare poi è ¡Prata no que
1: da! ¡Tengo hasta el texto que le
0: So that was uh, Maharal a Golem by Milo Carpatin off of Vertumnus Caesar. Real fucking good. Masterfully fucking done. I did not expect what uh, came out of the out of my headphones. I didn't expect to enjoy this as much as I thought I was going to.
1: Frankly, I thought I was going to be a little bored. Yeah. Just because I'm kind of like, all right, we're one black
0: metal. Here's another one doing the same fucking shit.
1: Right. Not at all. Not at all. This is exactly what I want to hear after Dune Mirror.
0: So I was going to say, you said, you know, I might put on something a little different after Dune Mirror. This is the something different I might put on. This was fucking awesome. The storytelling
1: in the song, I don't understand a fucking word of it. Right. I don't care. There's a fucking story there. There's a sequence of events you can follow. Yeah. These dudes have uh, taste par excellence. Yes, I get a feeling. Yes, right for sure. Uh, a lot r- heavier, like like a lot more riff heavy, a lot more. F- like, I guess "quote unquote" fun in yeah. terms of like a, a listen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're metallic, you know, I mean, it says you know they cite influences like fucking Merciful Fate and shit. Sure, absolutely, absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, sure, uh, old school black metal. I, I I'm even thinking like first wave, yeah, Venom era, yeah, you absolutely. know, like that yeah. sort of stuff for sure. Metal. Uh, yeah, this was fucking sick. The picture of the band makes perfect fucking sense because yeah. what I was hoping is we weren't gonna get some weirdo fucking euro-looking goons, right? Standing in the woods, looking like idiots, kind of like fat, except for a couple of them. A couple of them are pretty fucking, like, especially one dude's pretty ripped, right? Yeah, 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 sure. It's kind of an Adonis, right? But the rest of them are just looking like some broad-faced goons, right? And uh no, what we got was just dudes that know that have excellent fucking taste, probably in horror movies, absolutely music, right. just general things yeah because right?
0: because like the where other bands might have done a synth interlude and have totally lost me they actually no, sucked it was me really deeper good. It, into it. It. it
1: was like it was seriously like suddenly i'm sucked into like a
0: fucking full like 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 an italian movie like exactly. an argento movie yeah 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 exactly you know? the way that that was incorporated into the song was really really impressive yeah because It comes out the gate fucking ripping. And you're like, oh shit, okay, they're playing an especially ripping and riff-oriented version of black metal. And then they go into this, what in other instances could be a sort of meandering... It's the fucking King Diamond coming into it. Right, exactly, but here it's perfectly integrated into what they're doing, and they go right back into the ripping black metal off the back of that synth interlude in a way that makes perfect sense and feels unbelievably cohesive considering the massive chasm sonically between that segment of the song and the next segment. And
1: and just enough snarl at places in this song. Yeah. Let you know these guys aren't total goof nuts all the time.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like this is ripping, this is ripping and hard music at the same time as being like thoughtful and fun and really interesting and musically tight as well. This was really, really fucking good, and I'm stoked to listen to the rest of this and then go back and listen to some other shit, too. Dude, the
1: fucking the, – have you looked at the
0: picture of the band? Yeah, it's
1: amazing. With dude. the cloaks? Yeah, of course. The dude with the fur cape on yeah. in the back? Yes, dude. And and the, holding the lantern. And holding the lantern? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's see where this goes, right? <laughs> yeah, it it completely, completely looks like – he completely looks like a random dude that would appear in some, like – fucking sword and sorcery b movie <laughs> from yeah. the
0: 80s yeah for sure dude right? yeah they're nailing they're nailing everything about what they're trying to do here
1: yeah uh, this
0: was sick this was really, really they've
1: been around for a little while as well yep. uh first they i mean 2015 they have a full length that comes out i don't know what the fuck it is it's letters i recognize in yeah. ways i don't recognize them <laughs> yeah for sure Right. like what you know whatever um fucking weird consonant blends sure yeah you know yeah but uh and then the picture on metallum is sick too because uh, here you see you, you see a little bit more of a, a dramatic flair. Okay. With uh, old boy in the Satan's Joker shirt from the uh, Bandcamp page wearing a pirate shirt. Okay. Or what looks to be a shirt with ruffled
0: collars <laughs> and ruffled sleeves. <laughs> okay. Sure. Right. Yeah. The Seinfeld puffy shirt. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So these guys know what they're doing. They've got good taste. They uh, execute it very well yeah. in the
0: recording studio. This was fucking sick. I need to look into more about this band for sure. Same. I am going to for sure be listening to this one tomorrow at the shop as well. This is really fucking good.
1: Dude, and, and like the
0: vocals sounded fucking sick. This, the vocals were like, great.
1: clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like just that, that that I guess like that that dungeon keeper sort of growl.
0: Also, if you're going to do black metal <laughs> uh, with a higher production value than like lo-fi home mm-hmm. recorded cassette this is exactly the level to be at. This is exactly the level of fidelity that works for this style of black yeah. metal. Everything is clear. Like, this is recorded well, mm-hmm. but nothing about this sounds fake. You, I don't hear, uh, even if it's present, it may or may not be. B, I don't hear a digital plug-in. No, this, it was, It still you know had I mean? a nice and warmth to it. Yep. Yeah, for sure. It had a nice roomy sound to mm-hmm. it. It was really fucking good, man. Everything yeah. about this, they absolutely nailed. Um, all right, what's next? Uh, Next, two. Okay, I'm I'm kind of excited to listen to this. Uh, so this is uh, not because I think I'm gonna like it, but I, we can talk more about that. So this is uh, as Shara with their demo. This just came out uh, like three days ago, as of the time of recording. Uh, so this comes out on Afira out of Connecticut. Afira is a label that I haven't listened to every single thing that they've done, but I listened to the new Nomad, which I think just dropped today. I've listened to Adrian. Uh, on the show, we had. The Balmora and Razel got her wings split. and Yeah, I don't remember this at all. So the Balmora stuff, because uh, we listened to the Balmora side of that split, and I can say the same about the Nomad and Adrian stuff. This is a label that seems to focus specifically and bafflingly to me um, on early to mid-2000s VFW Hall metalcore.
1: Oh, so I'm not even at all familiar with it. At the
0: Gates core kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, it's a style of music that I was heavily exposed to because it was the predominant form of kind of local-level hardcore metalcore music that was uh, that was being played around here when I started going to shows, and it's one that I never really had an affinity for. Um, I don't know if this is going to be in that same lane, but considering everything else that I've listened to on this label and considering the look of this and considering this, the fact that this says Syracuse, New York, Metalcore, I have to guess this is going to be yet another version of mid-2000, early mid-2000s VFW, like, Tribunal Records, Trustkill Records-style metalcore shit. So let's find out. Uh, they have the last song on this queued up to play. So we're going to listen to Centuries of Grief by Azshara off of their demo. The sun will set forever A day Okay, so that was Centuries of Grief by Ashara off of their demo. I'm going to let you uh, share your thoughts on this because I have a feeling they'll be fairly brief. And, dude, I have so many thoughts and feelings about this. I I
1: have no connection. I guess you said, like, you know, early to mid-aughts. I have no connection to this. Right, yeah, you weren't weren't in this at all. That breakdown at the very end harkened back to, like, you know, some stuff that I was involved in. That, yes. that, that that you know I would have liked in the 90s sure exactly but this is pretty this is pretty far removed it's pulling a lot from like the shittier aspects of like late '90s black metal, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, like late '90s, early 2000s black metal. Some of the some of the really high pro mm-hmm.
0: cradle of filth sort of stuff. Yes, and I and the thing is, I don't even think it's pulling from that. I think it's pulling from the metalcore bands that were pulling
1: from that. <laughs> right, and that's the thing. It's like I, I I have no connection to this whatsoever. All I can say is it's a steaming pile of shit with some of the fucking most nonsense lyrics I have ever. Like, how can those be delivered? With any
0: sort of sincerity or feeling, they're very euro in the sense. Unrestrained
1: that they malice. The grieving remains. Those words don't really make sense. Yeah.
0: Together in that way. I think. I think that if anything, like the aim here is to evoke imagery. I know, but in who? Like know. a who
1: other than like sixteen-year-old kids? And if you're not right. a sixteen-year-old kid in two thousand
0: five, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Then don't listen to this. Okay,
0: so so I have I have different feelings in you about this, and also conflicting feelings ab- about this. This is what I'll say as a summary up top, of, uh, of that, like the really succinct version of what I'm about to say, which is that I don't like this, but I am happy that kids are doing it in a way. And I have some warmth. Well, I, I hope it's kids. I it, it is mostly kids from what I understand. Yeah, good, like, good. It's young yeah, it should be kids. This. So... There's a really interesting thing going on here, which is that they're doing a style of metalcore, and I I said largely a lot of the same things about the Balmora stuff when we listened to it, and I had the same feelings when I listened to uh, the X-Nomad X uh, EP earlier today, actually, on Skylines of Embers. That name alone, right? So (laughs) the thing about this is that for there to be a label that's specializing in this exact sound in, in sound in 2023, and bands doing this down to the cover art, down to the names of the songs, down to the shitty double-layered spoken word segments, down to the uh, the black metal influence by way of "Undying" and "Prayer of Cleansing," uh, down to the fucking breakdowns, you don't stumble into any of this. This is highly curated music that Mm. aims to recreate a very, very specific era of local level metalcore that requires deep study to recreate with this level of accuracy. Deep study or deep direct connection? Yes. And like
1: long, a long affair
0: with it. Right. So, and in this case, it's definitely the former, because I know for a fact, most of the people in these bands are younger. Mm. So, certainly not around for this, right? Like certainly not around to be in the heyday of this kind of stuff. And it is wild to me because growing up, going to these shows, one thing I can say about this is that the shows were pretty universally a lot of fun. And I didn't really own any of the records from this stuff. I didn't really cl- connect to the music outside of a show setting, but seeing this kind of stuff firsthand and seeing how kids were dancing and stage diving and shit was definitely the thing that took me from being like a dyed-in-the-wool punk kid to being like, oh, okay, I'm interested in hardcore. I'm interested in metalcore. Let me check out some other contemporary bands. And eventually I landed on some sounds that were more resonant with me. But the shows were always a blast. And even though I didn't own any of these records by the bigger bands of the scene, even though I wasn't plugged into a prayer for cleansing and undying and all of that trust kill stuff. And largely straight up didn't like it. I didn't play in bands like this when I had the opportunity to really, um, they were a blast to like to go to these shows. Like they were fun. They were fun, but I never imagined that there would be a generation of kids almost 20 years later studying this stuff and recreating it note for note. It's really <laughs> frankly shocking to me that said I have to imagine that a bunch of young kids playing this in 2023 in a live setting would be similarly fun and the thing that makes me happy about this is just like because it because it it uh, reflects such a passion for the subject matter right is because, this does require such deep study to recreate in this pitch perfect way that the band's doing this and the label doing it. They have to really fucking love it. You know what I mean? Like this requires you going out and hunting long lost fucking MP3s or CDs, stuff that never got pressed to vinyl. There's so
1: many fucking CDRs and shit like this. Oh my God,
0: dude. You know, reading the fucking zines, you know, finding the old blog posts, resurrecting many a dead MySpace music link like this stuff a lot of this stuff from this era is like nigh on lost media if -hmm. you weren't there for it right because no one cared to document it in the way that a lot of other stuff was documented because it felt even at the time very fucking ephemeral and most of the people involved in this stuff were there because a lot of it was, like, Christian ad- adjacent. Yeah. And it was, like, a lot of this stuff happened at VFW halls and, and church basements where parents felt comfortable allowing their kids to go, not knowing that everyone there was still using drugs and beating each other up and shit, right? But so a lot of the people involved in this were involved in it for a very brief period of time, and the bands went on to do other stuff, and the people involved largely migrated onto the rest of their lives and never, ever return to this ever. So I'm going to say that you like this more than you dislike it. In a way. Like, uh, like conceptually, yeah. I, conceptually, I straight up like this yeah. because of what it reflects in the people making it. Yeah, yeah. Musically, it does very, very little for me besides just like hit a chord of nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. But it's nostalgia for a thing that I didn't really like at the time. Yeah. You know, so it's an interesting feeling because I'm like, oh, wow, this brings me back to being 16. But it brings yeah. me back to being 16, consuming a thing that I... That didn't really resonate which is a weird feeling you right, know what I mean? right right
1: right and, and i have no connection to this whatsoever
0: for sure and, uh, and here's the
1: thing yeah this fucking sucks i don't like this it's corny it's hokey i'll throw everything i can at it you know what
0: i mean sure yeah but like yo if that's what you're it, it, if this is your fucking gateway get it yeah, yeah yeah for sure and that's what that's the other thing i was going to say right is that it seems to me like most of the kids making this are enthusiastic they're stoked on it they're finding this thing that to them was something that they are just a little bit too young to have been involved in. And for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. because it is fucking escapes me, it really resonates with them. And they're doing a love letter to this thing, right? And if this is your gateway into heavy music, Mm -hmm. it's a zillion times better than Bad Beatdown. And like meathead tough guy shit, Yes, right? It's a zillion times better to me, even than like a lot of the more offensive forms of like melodic hardcore.
1: But, but
0: it's not as good as <laughs> it's not
1: as good. Not, but here's the thing too, also, like it's still it's still very much a choose your own adventure from this starting point. No doubt
0: it is. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it for sure, because you could go you could go a lot of different directions. Right. Right, right. So so I have even though I don't really like this, I have like an undeniable warmth. Mm-hmm. I have I have a warm feeling towards it for okay. sure. So shout out to Ifira and all the kids making this. God knows why you landed on this, but you're doing an impeccable job of recreating a thing. I never imagined anyone would have any interest in recreating. Yes, yeah, somebody so. really has a fucking eye for detail, right? For sure, because like I said, dude, the demo art, like the names of the bands, the names of the songs, it is literally like th- this is like a, a, a subsidiary of Trustkill or Ferret or Tribunal in 2003. It's truly psychotic. Dude, what's
1: psychotic is how many of these bands seems to focus on the idea of... Uh, eons of fucking pain and agony Right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: for sure yeah. While
1: like heaven burns yes. or heaven
0: turns its back on you I love it, dude <laughs> It's so funny <laughs> It's so funny, man <laughs> so, so, yo, salute salute to the young folks that are into this, man it's, it's not for me, but I genuinely am rooting for you And you know what? Just saying, seeing this live Those breakdowns hit I'm probably moshing <laughs> um, All right, what's, uh, what's next? All right. Five all right, five. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> five is shipwreck Carpathos with being human. Um, I have, I have a feeling this is going to land. I have a feeling that I don't. You know what? I'm not going to. I'm not. Gonna come to pre-judgment on this, right? We're just gonna let the music speak for itself uh, itself, and then we'll then we'll reconvene and, and discuss it. So, the song that was recommended to us, because I think at the time of submission, it was the only song available off of this that still hasn't released in its entirety, um, which seems interesting an interesting choice, just because this is all an ongoing sort of conceptual project, and it would it occurs to me that releasing everything at once seems to be a better move just because if these are all scenes and like an ongoing story uh, getting them delivered to you sporadically doesn't seem like the way to consume it but is what it is. So we're going to listen to the song Almost Colossus um, by Shipwreck Carpathos off of Being Human. <laughs> Was almost Colossus by Shipwreck Carpathos off of Being Human, which uh, releases in its entirety <coughs> on uh, November 17th of this year. Um, so, listen, I, I have more musical reference points to understand this than you probably do, Nate, because this is another thing I lived through firsthand. Oh, I saw plenty of bands like this,
1: albeit with a vocalist. Sure. Hated every one of them. Yeah. I'm not going to fucking deny the talent in the, uh, and the, in the inspiration that these folks have in putting into this. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Like, so, so this whole project is like a multimedia project. Uh, there's like a, a story that goes along with this. There are illustrations, et cetera. Like I said, I got hired to edit, uh, to edit some story stuff for one of, one of the releases, um, by David And, uh, you know, I saw shit like this back in the day because, uh, you know, we had some friends who played in bands that often played with bands like this. Uh, The band Caspian, I saw many times against my will. Deep V, skinny jeans, brown boot, beard. Music doesn't resonate. Hated it even at the time, even as as a younger person. This has more, like post-hardcore influence in it than, than some of that stuff. You know, there's some heavier influence in this. Um, Lucas, who plays ba- played bass on this recording, I knew you know used to play in a local band called Pretender Contender that was kind of screamy, mathy kind of shit. So I understand the influences that are going into this, and uh, none of them resonate with me even at all. I don't like this kind of math rock shit. Um, I don't like... Any of the post-rock that they're drawing from, like Explosions in the Sky or God is an Astronaut, like that stuff felt really flash in the pan to me. Some of those bands I enjoyed in passing when I was 15, 16, and a lot of those bands were bigger. None of them have really stood the test of time for me. Uh, I don't really like Minus the Bear and that sort of mathy, post hardcore alt-rock from the early to mid-2000s. Just none of that music to me feels like it has weathered the test of time with any grace at all. And this is taking influence from all of that stuff. So, predictably, this lands in a space that is just not even remotely appealing to me. Like you, uh, I will not deny the talent of anyone involved. And they clearly have, like, a, a, a distinct artistic vision that they are putting, like, time, money, and massive amounts of effort into realizing. And I tip my hat to them for that, and I respect them. But, like, we are about as far from the target audience for this as i think any two people could be
1: oh absolutely you i know. mean yeah right here's the thing i like some proggy stuff absolutely i'll listen to some nectar once in a while it's sure. the ocean is a good fucking record the absolutely. first two
0: area records are fucking good no doubt man right i, I like i like some alan parsons project our beat mock free is a fucking great record right for sure yeah um but like and this isn't the lineage of prog. That's what sure, I'm getting at. Yeah. It's
1: like this has a similar sort of this has a similar sort of ambition, right? Yeah, absolutely. Those yeah. Th- th- those those bands from the '70s had had high ambitions, For sure. high concept ambitions, whether or not they fell flat on their face, right? Yeah. Um, and whether or not you know it comes off as being a little fucking like, you know, fucking, I guess uh, pompous. Sure. Right. Yeah it's fine musically i don't like any of this i i i, I applaud the fucking ambition i applaud yeah. the fucking intent right absolutely i don't the aesthetic doesn't really appeal to me nah. uh anything it's i'm going to be honest with you anything it's pulling like aesthetically wise yeah anything that pulls from like an anime aesthetic full-on fucking straight into the shit can into the shitter for me
0: in terms of like music that pulls from anime i'm
1: not music i'm talking about artistic music you know what i mean unless it's like an actual fucking like unless it's like fucking akira right right? right, right, i'm not really interested in any new anime right but like any anything anything is pulling from like an anime aesthetic straight into the shitter for me yeah you know like (laughs) last night i was joking at the fucking bar we were at there was some hand-drawn art hanging on the wall right yeah and someone had hand-drawn a picture of goku (laughs) <laughs> it's like
0: come on imagine being an adult doing I mean, that exactly <laughs> crazy, I, I drew dude. the fucking
1: Ninja Turtles when I was 10 <laughs> I drew them fucking 9 and 10 yeah. I drew them fucking religiously and I was pretty goddamn good at drawing the Ninja Turtles sure right that's pretty much the equivalent except you're a 20 something drawing Goku yeah 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 and then it gets hung up on the fucking wall yeah, like wild. your mom's fridge
0: at the yeah. bar. That's wild shit. Come dude. on, man. That's such a fucking shitty aesthetic. To be fair in defense of this, I don't know if it's trying to pull from an anime.
1: I kind of, it, listen that that art doesn't exist without anime.
0: That's true, but I think for me, this is probably this is this is like video game aesthetic. This again, is like, again, again, right. a lot of that. You sure, know what I it mean? It starts in an anime. It starts. An anime. It starts in an anime. This is like indie indie dev. Oh, yeah. Indie dev the, the kind of kitschy. The kind of
1: games. I, I, I actually just gave up playing fucking Disco Elysium. Oh, okay. You, you gave it's up. It's so it. far up its fucking ass. And, and this is that. Yes.
0: You know what I'm saying? This is like Elysium. The, Disco Elysium. Disco, Disco Elysium. Elysium. It's so Elysium. far
1: up its fucking ass. It talks. I mean, it is just a fucking point and click story. Sure, yeah. But it, it, the way it talks to you is if uh, it's talking. Maybe it's just because I'm stupid that it expects you to actually give a shit about the fucking depth of the story that it's written Yeah, is fucking irritating. So I actually just deleted it like earlier today.
0: Yeah. And this is very much in that sort of like, like I said, kind of kitschy indie dev video game aesthetic. Yes. To me is usually pretty repellent. Pretty, pretty fucking
1: dumb. Yeah. Right, and uh, so so's anime. So fuck you. I love anime, but... It's fucking dumb.
0: It's very good. If, if, it's
1: fine, it's fine. Yeah. But it's not some high-minded shit, right? No, it's just if good. Fucking, if you're fucking shedding tears over Last Airbender, yeah. if you're shedding some fucking tears over Attack on Titan, sure. looking to see what it all fucking means, I'll tell you what it fucking means, a belt around your fucking neck. <laughs>
0: yeah, for right? sure. It's just hey, They're just some good cartoons, It's brother. just a fucking cartoon, <laughs> Yeah, it's man. just it, a cartoon. It ain't that
1: fucking deep. Look at the fucking silly giants, stupid-looking giants, eating fucking people. I, who gives a fuck? I,
0: yeah, you know, I I say this, you know, I'm posing here because I went and, and watched uh, Spirited Away with my girl in the in the theater on Sunday, and I was fully weeping. See, so. Mi- Miyazaki's a bit of a different thing, though, for sure, yeah, right. But yes. like, it's the same. It is still just a fucking cartoon. No doubt, you fucking crying, fucking cartoon. I can't help it.
1: I can't oh, help it. Man. <laughs> oh no, nothing face. Oh no, don't fucking tear up the fucking the fucking sauna where everybody is.
0: No. well, that's not the scene I was crying at, but but nonetheless, I can't help it. It's just it, it it's uh it's emotionally affecting to me. I don't know. What, what, what can I what can I do? I can't control it. I cried. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth with this one for sure, as I often do on this show, as both of us often do, I think. But yeah, nonetheless, like I said, not the target audience for this. I have to imagine not a lot of people who listen to this show are the target audience for this but if it even gets through the 10 people who buy this you know it, we've done our job here listen you know I'm gonna I'm tell
1: saying. you what anytime I've gone to a show where some fucking nerds start tapping on the necks <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah turn, sure. and I am right the fuck yeah, yeah, out yeah yeah
0: I, if I see a Telecaster with a capo halfway up the neck I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm good out. on that brother <laughs> <See ya. laughs> salute you know best see of luck ya. with whatever it is you're about to fucking do here. right your
1: fucking thrifted button up <laughs> short sleeve shirt I'm out
0: <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So, so there you go. Um, yeah, yeah. Go figure. The guy wearing a bomber jacket and a snap case fucking hoodie doesn't give a fuck about the instrumental post rock. Um, but hey, I'm sure somebody who listens to this show probably will. And David and company, you put in a lot of effort into this, and it certainly shows. And people who like this kind of thing, I think that this is hey. a, a, a well. It's a fully fleshed out and well realized uh, product.
1: Again. It, I'm not going to fucking, obviously, I'm not going to fucking besmirch sure. your talent or your intent.
0: Should yeah. be proud. Good job.
1: A lot of people like Rothko, too. I don't like you, and I don't like Rothko. Rothko makes no fucking sense to me. Sure. That's because I am. Dumb. No.
0: A uh, uh, Philistine. I am a Philistine. Sure. Yes, sure. Yes. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's roll the dice. We actually, we don't have any, we have a couple text messages, but no voicemail. So let's try to hit our, uh, our, our quota tonight and just listen to seven bands. Cause okay. we're only at, uh, about an hour now. So, okay. What do we got? Uh, we got, uh, we got five bands left. All right. One. All right. One is crucify with the, uh, their 2023 demo, um, you can find this on Spotify and YouTube. There is no band camp. Um, you know, soon there may be no band camp actually, but right now there's no band camp for this. The song that was recommended to us is the song Can't Hold Me Down. So we're going to listen to Can't Hold Me Down by Crucify off of their demo. Are you So that was "Can't Hold Me Down" by Crucify off of the. Oh demo. no, it wasn't. It wasn't. No.
1: What do you mean? That was Trailblazer. I wasn't. I, I wasn't paying attention. You were talking about which track we we're gonna listen to.
0: Oh, that was the song Trailblazer. Yeah. Well, I sent you the link to to "Can't Hold Me Down." Yeah, I know. The link went somewhere else. The link went somewhere else. Yeah. What do you that's mean? That's what it
1: fucking wh- came up. <laughs> I clicked on it, and that's what came up.
0: So that was the song Trailblazer. Yeah, that's the bonus track. The bonus track. The bonus track. There's a bonus track on the demo? I
1: don't know if it's on the demo, but it sure is hell on the YouTube.
0: Okay. Trailblazer bonus
1: track. Okay. I kinda wanna hear a different song. I like this. Yeah. It seems fun. It seems stupid. It like there's a lot of fun here.
0: Yeah, sure. But this didn't feel like a full on song. (laughs) It just felt like a hype piece. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. I mean, we can listen to another song if you if you feel so compelled. Um the the song that I sent you uh, is uh, is can't hold me down. Let's listen. That, we got plenty of time. Let's listen we to got a p- full on song. Okay, for sure. That's uh yeah, so we're going to listen to Can't Hold Me Down now and then we'll reconvene. Cuz it's not where the link took me. Okay, weird. Okay, so that was Can't Hold Me Down by Crucify. Uh, I think you probably made a wise choice there because that yeah. did that did seem more rep- representative of probably what their overall sound is. Yeah. I should note that in the email it was pointed out, and if this is two of Olin's younger siblings that would track, that I think a couple of members of this band at least are in high school still. Yeah, um, Which you can hear in the music... Not so much in the quality of the music, because I thought it was played really well. If most of these people are around high school age, this was actually really tight. was very tightly delivered. But it does feel of the moment in the sense that it is a heavier brand of hardcore that is a big amalgamation of a lot of stuff that's come before it. It's a very
1: modern sort of melange of stuff that kids just fucking, like they just take what they like from whatever. Yeah. And just mix it together
0: for sure. The Trailblazer song was like you know it had that it had this uh had like that because this band is from Texas <laughs> yeah it had
1: a bit of a cow a cow cow punk cow cowboy thing going yeah, on yeah
0: and there is like another band that I think got posted in the Demo listen Group recently from Texas um, called True Grit that I think shouted this band out actually in their No Echo article. Um, who were actually doing the like cowpoke hardcore thing, and I thought it was a really pretty annoying bit. Mm-hmm. Um, here it was a little bit more fun, I think, uh, especially knowing that these are, are younger people. And musically, like that track, I think when it was grooving, it was grooving pretty hard, and I was kind of with it the more beatdown elements that they leaned into at the end, less attractive to me, but still not too terribly egregious. It wasn't just like an overt slam part. They kept it pretty rhythmic. They kept the energy up. The recording was like suitably lo-fi for a demo. The snare was wildly loud and pingy and reverby, which is like if you're playing the style of hardcore, yeah, that makes sense. So they kind of know what they're doing or at least what they're going for on the production tip and the tone tip, which is more than a lot of bands in high school can say. In general, a pretty solid effort for younger people playing like heavy, heavier groovier style of hardcore that owes as much to you know early to mid 90s new york hardcore as it does heavier bands of the last five to ten years yeah
1: i thought this was fucking awesome yeah i thought it was fun i'd love to fucking see this band yeah for sure it 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 strikes me in much the same way that like payasa struck me yeah exactly a little bit different i don't think this is like outwardly as fucking weird as payasa Agreed. yeah but i found their twitter yeah and they got cowboy hats on and helmet shirts and things like that. Okay, right on. Cool. So you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just having they're
0: having fucking fun with it. I thought this was super fucking sick. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was no. a lot of fun for sure. Uh, I'll check out the rest of this demo. And again, if these kids are really you know 17, 18 years old, pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. If there's a fucking physical copy of this, I would like it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, good, good submission. Good effort. Real solid stuff. Let's uh, let's roll the dice one more time and then and then read some text. One again. Okay, one is, uh, I think, the, probably the third permutation of black metal that we're going to get tonight, and this is going to be another one that is distinct, uh, Bezaliel, uh, with the, uh, their self-titled release. Um, so like I said, sh- uh, you know, I was told by Shelby this is pulling from some questionable influences. I think the Granville Isles key influence on the art Everything is like very, very clear, right down to the names of the songs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The burning of Eden, raped upon the altar, the broken seal of Solomon. We we know, well, we specifically, maybe not everyone, but we who dabble in this sort of thing. Know exactly. Racism? Yeah, well, no, not racism, but... but Are we
1: finally going to say too much? Are we finally going to say what we really think?
0: <laughs> well, I do... <laughs> I do have a picture of Malcolm X hanging in my office at w- at work. Hanging Malcolm X? No, 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 no. I have a, I have a picture of Malcolm X hanging in my office. Not Malcolm X hanging.
1: Okay. I have Mal- clear that one up. No,
0: no, no. I have a I have a picture of Malcolm X hung up in my office space at home. In your office, there is a picture of Malcolm, of Malcolm X. X. That is yes. Hanging. Yes, exactly. Yes, and. uh... And I was thinking, like, I saw it because I was packing up orders before I came over here, and I was thinking about, like, uh, the interesting, like, place in the 60s where, like, radical black militants and radical... Uh, right-wing um, white militants like overlapped because they both wanted to go back to Africa. <laughs> they like both yeah. wanted black people to go back to Africa. And I was thinking about how like racial separatism is not like a, is not a distinctly white phenomenon. And, uh, and I was thinking about like the history of black racial separatism and stuff. So it's interesting that we circled back around to that. Um, so you thought all that
1: at work today while looking at a picture of Malcolm X. Yes,
0: for sure. I just looked at it and I thought, huh, I've read them. Wow, racial
1: separatism. Well,
0: I was thinking about like the autobiography of of Malcolm X, and it was also it's also germane to certain things that are going on right now because Malcolm X really hated Jewish people a fucking lot, as did most of the nation of Islam people, and like you know, uh, anti-Semitism is like another really strong undercurrent that certain like '60s black militants and '60s white militants had in common, (laughs) and that uh, (coughs) a little heads up, there's still a lot of black people that fucking hate Jews, so that's another spot (laughs) where like a lot of right. well let's get back to gbk <laughs> let's talk about gbk <laughs> well let's talk about this band that's
1: probably dude. influenced oh, by GBK. Hold on. gbk dude the yeah. fucking artwork the fucking
0: artwork on judeo beast
1: assassin yeah it's fucking dude. it's so funny i mean i have a picture i have a, a a painting i acquired some time ago yeah a velvet painting of jesus right Walking towards you, holding his hand. That I did. I gave the GBK, of course. You know, treatment to, and yeah. he's got fucking corpse paint on, and, and like you know, blood and spikes and things like that. Yeah. and that's hanging in my home. Sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now I just want to be clear here for anybody who maybe maybe it's your first episode and you don't know. We don't dabble in racism. <laughs> we do. We do dabble. We don't dabble we, in anything. <laughs> No, we go whole hog. Um, we don't dabble in racism here, but we do dabble in bands who dabble in racism. So and some people might not see the distinction, right? But I'll just say that uh I, I'm strong enough of will, strong enough of mind and heart. And also I know what sounds fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm strong enough of mind and heart to not be influenced by the evil thoughts of the cool bands that I listen Mocking to. Mocking so. the philanthropist. The fuck. Dude,
1: the artwork is so fucking funny. It's it's great, dude. It's absolutely fucking awesome. All right. So let's listen to this racist metal band yeah. sent to us by Shelby. For sure.
0: So um, the fourth song is what was uh, recommended to us. So we're going to listen to Undeserving of Salvation by uh, Biz. <laughs> off of their self-titled Judo
1: you know Beast fucking kills.
0: <laughs> Judeo <Judeo-based>, Beast, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking good dude. <laughs> Judeo Beast assassination. What a what a what a good band. you go man i mean that fucking rocked that was good i don't care who you are that was good that was really good that was undeserving of salvation by uh basaliel yeah it was, it was really really good despite the obvious influence i mean listen say what you <laughs> say what you will about the tenets of national socialism dude at least it's an ethos <laughs> um no say what you will about gbk um they got riffs they, got riffs. they got riffs. They, 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 they the got riffs. They've stood the test of time. This band's
1: got... Let's, let's, we're not talking about GBK.
0: Yeah, we're talking so about Vizalio. Who, who
1: knows what this band's into? All I can tell you is they don't have song titles like uh, uh, the, the, the the Bearded Hustlers. Right, 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 right. And it's, Upon a Mule Rides the Spender. <laughs> right,
0: they don't have that. So at the very least, they're a little bit more chill about the whole thing than GBK. It seems like, at, at least at face value here... They're just dealing with like general sort of like classic black metal themes of blasphemy and st- yeah. stuff. Now they do have a <laughs> they do have a release called Vinlandic Darkness Unveiled.
1: Oh, I'm, I I looked at their metalum. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and uh, you know the. the <laughs> There's lots of Teutonic, we'll say, yeah. there's lots of yeah, Teutonic yeah, yeah. pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure, right? But you right? know, that comes with the territory. It
0: comes with the territory. So who knows if these guys are just dealing with shock value or if they really have some strong opinions about some certain people. I don't know. I will say I have strong opinions about the riffs. They're really fucking good, and I will be listening to the rest of this. Here's this the thing. Fucking rocked.
1: Do you like the riffs?
0: The mission accomplished. Do you find it shocking? The mission accomplished. Right, yeah, exactly. There you go. Right, for sure. That's it. It's part and parcel of the whole thing. As I say all the time on the show, I totally get if you're turned off by that kind of stuff. I think that if you're on the fence about it, the thing to keep in mind is that so much of this shit is for shock value, and the very, the very notion at the core of black metal and of metal, of heavy metal in general, is to shock and offend. Right? It is to mm. subvert uh, mainstream ideas about certain things whether or not it's from a place of, of uh, genuine sort of like a uh, philosophical standpoint or not, like the idea is to just subvert and to shock and offend. And I think that that through line in metal is one of the things that keeps me coming back to it. And I, I don't at all need uh, the worldview of these fucking weirdos that are making sick fucking metal to align with my actual worldview. It's just not critical for me. I, un- I, 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 I Fully understand if you're in a different camp of your of a different persuasion, but to me, the fact that there is a little bit of ambiguity with this kind of stuff, the fact that it walks up to a line and manages to rip at the same time, yep. it's like, yeah, it's fucking sick. It, what can you say? That's
1: that's what that's what drew like that's what drew me to this all all of this shit back in the day because I didn't know where people were coming from exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, turns out I get down with a lot of what's being said. <laughs> <laughs> well, not this stuff. No, no, you know, no, 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 You know. Yeah, you're really muddying the water. I'm just trying. saying, you know, a fucking straight edge. Sure. i get down with it. Sure, I yeah, don't yeah. know what those shaven-headed <laughs> thugs are talking about. Right. Turns out I like it. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Fucking Bible bashing. Sure, love that. What the that. hell's that guy with the upside-down crossburn doing his forehead talking about? Oh, yeah. he's talking about hanging Christ upon a butcher's hook. Sure, turns out I, I rock that. get about. down
0: with that. Absolutely, for right? sure. So, you know. Yeah, but... <laughs> Just to be clear, there's other stuff we definitely don't get down with yeah. in this world, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, don't believe that the, I don't believe that the swindler rides upon the back of a mule. <laughs> you know? I don't believe that. Well, I'll tell you
1: what, I'm going to fucking have a laugh because here's the thing. Ultimately, these fuckers are harmless. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I right. mean, ultimately, it's fucking harmless. These these, it, these men are wimp. there's wimps. There's nothing to worry about. Exactly.
0: Either. And here's the thing. If, if, if the if the courage of your convictions only allows you to go so far as to write sick riffs about it,
1: you know what I mean? Like in a form of music that almost no one likes. Exactly. You know, like if, if like Taylor Swift came out and said some real fucking (laughs) off key shit. (laughs) Yeah. 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 For sure. She's got more courage than GBK. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. The only time to fear these type of people is when they're fucking showing up to the, uh, the the like the town halls when they're showing up to the parent teacher conferences. The,
1: the, the time to fear them is when they look and sound normal. Exactly
0: when they're just long haired weirdos writing GBK worship riffs you're safe no have a good time deal. enjoy <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. sure you don't
1: like seeing babies get killed but uh, you sure as fuck watch it
0: on horror movies and shit right exactly and so. that's exactly my perspective with this kind of stuff um, I in real life as we've talked about on the show don't believe it's not a, It's not. you don't need to qualify yourself. I'm just they gonna don't, say don't need it's to. not a conviction of mine that bitches should be mutilated no but I sure as hell will never stop getting a kick out of watching it happen on screen the bitches hobos Yeah. you know what I mean the downtrodden you know what I mean I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, much of, In fact, much much of the media I enjoy is in direct opposition to my actual. It world doesn't views.
1: even matter who's getting fucked. Who's getting fucked up? I'm just happy to see it happen.
0: I just like seeing people get the boot put to them. Yeah,
1: you know? <laughs> I know. Saying. I Wishing I was the one wearing the <laughs> goddamn boots. That's
0: right. All right. So uh, let's uh, let's read some voicemails because, or let's read some text messages because we don't have any voicemails. So right. we'll uh, we'll just uh, we'll just jump straight into it. So. First up, we got a question for Nate. Oh, uh, oh, you, you're gonna read it. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna read okay. it. To you. Yeah, question for Nate. Whatever happened with your crackhead neighbor? You mentioned he had you drive him to the hospital because he had quote wires coming out of his hand, and that you dropped him off, and then boom, you never mentioned him ever again. We need updates. Well. So he's been mentioned many times. Yeah. you just may have not caught his name, and so then in further references, we're just rever- referring to him as as Vic. Well, no, that's not Vic. Oh, oh, this was a different guy. They were all they were all fucked up in their own way. Okay. But oh, oh this was the different guy. Yeah, this yeah. This was yeah, a dude who lived sure.
1: upstairs and used to scream about power. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. how he had yeah, yeah, power and he had power over exactly. evil and he had the Lord and the Lord was power. Right, yes. And he'd read the Bible at full volume. The enemy of GBK. Yeah. Yeah. Or not, <laughs> sure, depending not. on your perspective. Right, right. Right. Yeah, true, true. Um, and I don't know what he was yelling about, but he was yelling a lot. Anyway, he, he went away for a long time after the thumb incident Yeah, and the wires, which I didn't see. I did see the inside of his thumb. <laughs> sure. There were no wires apparent to me. Right. Um, and then uh, he was away for a long time. Then he came back and was kind of chill, but then he started screaming about power and the Lord and yeah. reading the Bible. And then everybody in that apartment building was gone Right. so they could fix it up and... Sell it to a bunch of fucking uh, young folks. Yeah, exactly. Rent it out, not sell it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there you go. He's uh he's. And then a, my he, dog attacks their dogs. <laughs> yeah. Now you're the, now you're the crazy. Uh, neighbor.
1: I, I am the fucking crazy neighbor, dude. With my between my fucking hair, and then I went out like in just basically shorts that were barely more than underwear the <laughs> other day to throw something in the trash. <laughs> yeah. I, I am Vic. Yeah, and yeah,
0: you are the Vic to these new right. these new unsuspecting right. youngsters. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, uh next one. Love the rant on vintage collectors. I used to be in those circles but got blacklisted for pissing on a kid's booth who named five who named five songs to me when I told him to die for charging $600 for a suffocation bootleg. It's fucking hilarious how they needed it to live or die. For example, a semi-popular exclusive vintage store in Philly closed because of rent debts owed and bankruptcy. Days later I found out the kid I hated who owned it is now doing life for a third strike DUI. If vintage is your game and you overprice something you don't know to kids because you see them as dollar signs, I hope that happens to you too. That's an that's a classic AJ rant, but in uh, text message form as opposed yeah. to uh, voicemail. But yeah. I, you know what? More so than he usual, I, a, I agree with most of the he points. He makes here. a fucking point in, in text you, form. You yeah. make you make a good point. That yo AJ, this is your this is your this is it right here, brother. You uh oh not AJ. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Button. Sutton. Sutton, Button. my fucking bad brother. Uh, but you're much more. Uh, cogent. Your points are far more cogent in text message format. Um, okay. Next one. I have many favorite parts of the podcast, but I especially love when you're both dragging beat down lyrics and the tortured men who can't escape their nightmares, especially when the pre-show rants almost always include extremely similar themat- <laughs> thematic material.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. See, they're not bitching about like people partake their parking space. Right. Yeah. They're talking about the beast in the mirror. That right. That's exactly right. Now, the fucking parking spaces do make me a beast that I see in there. <laughs> sure, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, uh, pretty close. Good, it's, good point. Yeah, he says a more committed man than me would love to drop some of those monologues on top of quarter time chug a lug breakdowns. Keep up the wonderful work. <laughs> yeah. Cole, Cole, signed Cole from Highball. Yeah. And, uh, and Cole from uh, Longings, who we heard on the show today. Yeah. I enjoyed. So, hey, a fair enough observation. <laughs> um, last text message a random long thought I don't feel confident articulating in a minute 30. Going back through multiple genre developments in the 80s and 90s, you see a lot of bands get successful who are influenced and directly ripping off either what is happening to them concurrently or a few years before. AF ripping off Crucifix, Cro-Mags ripping off AF, Killing Time ripping off Cro-Mags, or Braid ripping off Fugazi, Thursday ripping off Braid, My Chemical Romance ripping off Thursday. Nowadays, it seems like the current important bands are ripping off shit that happened 30 years ago. There are definitely bands writing trends of what's currently popular, but that shit seems to die off in a few years and not create a lineage that surpasses the original innovative band. Two questions. One, do you think my assessment is correct? And two, why do you think that might be? Thanks. Because it's all been done. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we've talked about it before. There's just no place to go where you can innovate and still exist within... Sort of the 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 basic sonic guidelines of of hardcore music right? of rock music of of even rock music right and I think you be, hardcore became backwards facing really really quickly <laughs> like, I mean like in year two and like yeah like <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll argue really by year five yeah for sure. Because that's when, like, the first Youth of Today right. record comes out. Right. And their whole thing was, we want to take it back to the roots. We want to take it back to the real hardcore shit. Right. And that was in 1985, right. like two years after Minor Threat broke up. Right? right. So the real hardcore shit they were looking back on in their young lives. They're 16, 17 years old when they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Two years is a long fucking time. You yeah. know, it's a big chunk of their lived experience. Well, also,
1: not only that, but, like, in the in the – in the, in the lifespan of hardcore, two years is a, is a long fucking it's, time it's at that it's a point. Very,
0: very long time at that point, right? So Some, some of those folks didn't make it a year. Uh, a lot of those bands made it one LP before they pivoted to, to something else, right? right? So, so hardcore became backwards facing very quickly. But I think when you see that happening in mass is in the internet age. Because you could argue in the 90s, sh- hardcore is still mostly innovating, right? Like we talk about how... Uh, save, like, The Inmates, save, like, a couple, you know, Life's Halt, save Out Cold, a couple bands here and there. There weren't a lot of bands in the 90s, notable bands anyway, that were doing, like, a backwards-facing 80s classic hardcore style. No. There was a lot of innovation happen, happening. Uh, some people really hated it. I mean, that was a place that a lot of people hopped off. And then arguably, for better or for worse, well into the early to mid-2000s, a fair amount of innovation happening. You're, you're getting the modern iterations of like tougher hardcore, like terror and hate breed and no warning and stuff like that. You're also getting the sort of metalcore shit that we listened to earlier on the show. You're also starting, though, to get scenes that are evolving and becoming, uh, that are solely dedicated to recreating a, si- a sound that at that point now is like 25 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Like with the no way, sorry state, uh, you know, um, grave mistake, that kind of sound, right? So by the by the mid 2000s, hardcore is almost fully stopped innovating. You've reached the logical limit of what you can do within this genre. And as you said, arguably, arguably within rock. And now with people who are coming into the genre, having immediate access to an entire 40 years of recorded music. I think it just makes sense that the popular bands of today are going to to be pulling just as much from first wave stuff as they are from stuff that happened in the last five years. My only pushback against this would be that I think several of the bands that are really popular right now are definitely drawing from a more recent lineage. I mean, gag, uh, and hoax are directly responsible for a band like gel mm. who is arguably the biggest, like full on straight up hardcore punk band playing hardcore right now. Um, or, or if you're talking about uh, something like Scal, that seems like a way more modern iteration of hardcore than anything. That's 30 years old. Certainly I think uh, turnstile you could argue is drawing from like, you know, quickness and early nineties era bad brains and stuff. Even that, though, is fairly fucking modern. And a band like Speed from Australia, who's one of the bigger bands in the genre right now, their biggest one-to-one influence is Trapped Under Ice. Even End It, who is definitely pulling from older stuff as well, is an iteration on, like, the modern version of that created by Trapped Under Ice 15 years ago. So I I think that you have actually a lot of stuff that is drawing from just the last decade, and a lot of those bands are some of the most popular bands in the genre right now. But, yeah, you're just, you're, like I said, just the, the... the lineage of the genre is fucking long at this point. Yeah, know? it's it's long, but it's also kind of been fully explored. Exactly.
1: And uh yeah, yeah, I mean that's and also because I don't know, the the, the best form of it is fucking thirty five years old.
0: Yeah, that's another thing.
1: Forty years old at this
0: point. Yeah, and, and I, I think that there is I think that there's a reason that you, and this is my bias because it's my favorite thing and it's Nate's favorite thing, but I think that there's a reason that you repeatedly see people going back to the first iteration of this thing. I just think it's an it's an example of people nailing it on the first try. I think Negative Approach fucking nailed it on the first try, man. And I think that's why 86 Mentality was doing it in 2005. And I think that's why Boston Strangler was doing it in 2010. And I think that's why Delco motherfuckers are doing it now. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that's why Out Cold was doing it in 1998. Right. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like for all of the fears of the world, which, like I said, hats off to that label and recreating a really specific thing. I think the thing that people are going to keep coming back to are the classics, because simply put, like, it's just it's just the most timeless stuff. It's it's a it's something that at this point, I think, has achieved a level of recognition and credibility that puts it um, puts its legacy right next to like all of the important musical movements of the last century and it's something that at this point for better or for worse is being studied in a, in a scholarly fashion is being considered as important as you know it, red zeppelin right Ray right feet. it's it, it's
1: worth it's worth sociological and even at this time at this point now like getting into you know even anthropological yes discourse yeah, yeah right exact, beyond exactly. just like Fucking art
0: or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And uh, and its tail has been way longer and more impactful than I think anybody ever could have imagined. So, I think it all makes sense to me. There's a lot of ingredients sort of uh, just colliding at a single point to make it th- the way that it is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all we got. We got uh, got no voicemails or anything. So we'll uh, we'll wrap it up as always. Thanks to everybody who calls in, submits music, subscribes to the Patreon, interacts with this in any way. Thanks to everybody who listens, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next week.